The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I'm going to make a bold prediction here, Greg. I think the Browns are going to sign DeAndre Hopkins. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I never do that to you guys. I bring it. Every single day, every single episode, we are presented, of course, by DraftKings. It is a Greg Cosell Thursday. Get excited. We are doing his season preview for the AFC North, which is very exciting. Talking about some of the new coaches, some of the new players. Really looking forward to getting into that and asking Greg about DeAndre Hopkins momentarily i'll announce the winners for this week at the end of the show love you those of you that spread the word via social media love those of you that take advantage of some of our amazing sponsors and love those of you that subscribe to our youtube youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl in fact speaking of sponsors i get to give a shout out to the guys at west shore home right now i mean every time I go upstairs and look at either one of those showers we put in. I am so thankful for those guys. If nothing else, you should go to westshorehome.com slash Ross and see the before and after pictures and before and after videos. Like, just see it. You can see what the two upstairs bathroom showers were before and what they're like now. Uh, It's not even close. It's like we went from the 70s to like luxurious shower bath area. Now, it's amazing what that can... And think about how much time you spend in your bathroom, by the way. Right now, you can get free installation on a new shower or bath replacement with West Shore Home when you go to westshorehome.com slash Ross. You can see everything that they did with mine in a day and you can get a free estimate. Why not get a free estimate? That's my whole thing. Go to westshorehome.com slash Ross today to lock in this amazing offer. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Greg, I'm loving this series, and so seem to be all the listeners and viewers. Really fun 
to dive a little bit deeper into each one of these teams. Before we get to the AFC North teams, though, today, I did want to get your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins. He's a free agent. It's interesting, Greg. Like anything else, man, there's stats out there that would seem to indicate that maybe DeAndre is not the player he once was. And then I've had listeners send me stats about DeAndre Hopkins in the four games he played with Kyler Murray last year and what his projections would have been. What have you seen from Hopkins the last year or two? What do you think he could still give a a team? Oh, I still think that he's a a quality receiver. He's a certain kind of receiver. He's not truly a vertical dimension. He's a a, a tough, physical receiver who knows how to separate at the top of his route stem, creates just enough space to be able to make catches. Um, He's really good in the short to intermediate areas. Um, He certainly can help a team. Um, You know, obviously he's very physical. He's got great hands. Um, he can help any team. You just have to understand what he is. You're not signing DeAndre Hopkins because you want a big play vertical receiver. You're signing DeAndre Hopkins because he can be a chain mover. Um, he can also be a sustainer if you want to throw a lot on first or second down and throw, you know, seven, eight yard passes. He's really good at those kinds of things. Um, but no, he's still a quality receiver. You just need to know what he is. You know, Greg, I feel like for a guy that doesn't, run all that well feels like he's made a lot of plays down the field in his career yeah he's he's always been a very good contested catch receiver he's he's physical you know he may not be as big as people think I mean I think he's 6-1 it's not as if he's 6-3 but he's very physical he knows how to play off and through contact which is a really important trait to have keep in mind when he came out of Clemson he only ran, I think, a four-five-seven or a four-five-eight. He's not a vertical burner, but he's phenomenal at understanding how to play. As I said, off contact and through contact, and that allows him to separate. In that way, he's always reminded me of someone like Michael Irvin, who wasn't a burner either. And I'm sure people remember Michael Irvin, but Michael Irvin had a, just a feel for playing off and through contact. And that created just enough separation that he was open. Obviously, Michael Irvin had a quarterback who was as accurate as, as there was in Troy Aikman. Um, but that that's the kind of receiver that DeAndre Hopkins is. Well, there's talk about him potentially going to a couple different AFC North teams. Let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Fascinated right now when I hear Lamar Jackson talk about how they're going to throw the ball so much more, and he's not going to run it as much. Are you buying it, Greg? And and do you think that Lamar can be a quarterback that's primarily pass first? Well, I think conceptually and tactically they're going to try and play that way. I think the offense will look different. They'll play with more wide receivers. They'll play with more spread concepts. Um, He'll still be in the gun. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see when it actually all happens, whether he stays in the pocket and delivers the football. He's certainly capable of doing that. We've seen that throughout his career. They've obviously built up the wide receiver position. Um, they signed Beckham. Um, they signed Aguilar. They drafted Zay Flowers. Ideally, Rashad Bateman comes back, and he was a first-round pick two years ago. Um, they've got Mark Andrews, one of the better receiving tight ends in the league. Isaiah Likely, another good receiving tight end. Both those guys can split from the formation. You're going to see a different offense, spread, tempo. Uh, so they're going to 
look to play that way conceptually and tactically. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Defensively, they're pretty much the same. I mean, there's not not a lot of changes. No. Still have Mike McDonald as the DC. Uh, they do lose Calais Campbell, but other than that, you know, Matabike, Michael Pierce. I feel like they need Alway and Ojabo to step up. You know, these two speed guys off yeah. the edge, Greg. I feel like they really need those guys to get to the next level. It's a great point, Ross, because the question is, can they rush the quarterback with four and play coverage, or do they need to blitz? And obviously, when you say, do they need to blitz, we know that that doesn't mean you're blitzing 60% of the snaps. But talking about those critical situations, those thirds down situations, can they get a pass rush with four? Because they do have some questions at corner when they go to their sub packages. Um, Because right now, we know that in base, Marlon Humphrey will play outside. Marlon Humphrey is often moved inside when you go to your sub packages. So the question is, who's going to play outside? They signed Rocky Asin, but Rocky Asin has never quite become the corner that I think a lot of people thought his physical traits would allow him to be. Um, You know, they have someone who they drafted a year ago from Alabama, um, Jalen Amore Davis, who I really liked his college tape a lot. And I thought he could really turn out to be a quality corner in this league. Maybe he's going to get an opportunity. Be very interesting to see what what ends up happening happening with the Ravens this year, especially offensively. I mean, we yep. are going to be. It's weird, Greg, because you don't really know. I mean, if it doesn't go well, are people going to say Lamar? It, it's Lamar, or are they going to say it's Munkin? You know, they just paid Lamar a huge contract. I he's not going anywhere. No. <laughs> So if it doesn't go real well, Munkin better figure it out, Greg, or they'll get somebody else in there that that can. Yeah, and they obviously know that they've just made a major conceptual change. This is not a surprise. They've chosen to do this. So we'll see what happens. Let's get to the Cincinnati Bengals. Another really interesting team. Obviously, they've been fantastic the last couple of years. They're fun to watch. Not a lot of change. Nope. For them, Greg, other than Orlando Brown Jr. is the new left tackle. Jonah Williams still on the roster. And then at running back, they don't have P. Ryan anymore. They still have Mixon. A lot of people thought Mixon might get cut. A lot of people thought Mixon lost a step, Greg. Yeah, he might have. I don't think he looked quite as good a year ago as he did the previous year. We'll have to wait and see. They drafted Chase Brown in the fifth round from Illinois, who was a volume back at Illinois. Um, And I think he's a really good second back for them. I think when you want to line up and run the ball, he's the kind of guy that can do that. Um, But obviously, we know what their their receiving position is with uh, Chase Higgins and Boyd. It's probably... It could well be the top trio in the league. We know about Burrow. We don't need to spend a lot of time on him. I'm fascinated by the signing of Irv Smith at tight end. He's always been hurt, but a healthy Irv Smith is an athletic tight end who's a seam stretcher. He's a he's a three-level tight end. So he's always been hurt, Ross, but if he can stay healthy, I think that really does add another dimension to their pass game. Interesting. I, I ha- We hadn't talked a whole lot about him, and I know a lot of Bengals fans wanted them to draft the tight end high in the draft. They didn't do it. That's because of Smith. I mean, obviously you're counting. You don't sign a player with the idea, man, he's going to be hurt for 10 games. You know, but the guy, he's 
he came out of Alabama. He he can run. He's more of a receiver than a true blocker. And as I said, he can stretch the seam. So he has vertical ability. My concern with the Bengals, Greg, would be defensively and in particular at safety. Yeah. Man, Louie Anarumo put a lot on those guys uh, the last few years in Bates and Von Bell. And they didn't lose one. They lost both. Yeah. Now, they drafted Dax Hill for this. I like Nick Scott. They even drafted Jordan Battle this year. So they've got some guys in there. The question is how much uh, of a drop-off there really is for these guys. Yeah, if you talk to the Bengals, they'll tell you that that um, that Bell was really an important piece to this defense. You know, maybe not the most gifted safety physically, but incredibly intelligent, an incredibly savvy player. In some ways, that's what Jordan Battle is. Now, I don't even know if he'll start, but, you know, Dax Hill is a very physically talented player. You know, Hill was a safety at Michigan in their base defense and then played slot corner in their sub defense. So Hill is, he's a really, really good athlete. I'm sure they're counting on him to be somewhat of an impactful player. If you talk to the Rams, they'll tell you that Nick Scott played really, really well at safety for them. And the tape verifies that. So, you know, they may not be as, as poor at safety or struggling at safety the way some think because they lost Bates and Bell. Obviously, you don't know till we play games. But other than that, they're pretty much the same on defense, and they get a woozy back. Yeah, that's that is significant. I just feel like I feel like I've seen the Bengals safeties make more plays, yeah. than a lot of these other teams over the last couple of years. Those guys, Bates and Bell, did a nice job. Nick Scott, crazy story by the way. I mean, to be a running back at Penn State, then they move him to defense, but he's primarily like a special teams guy and. I love stories of guys that have battled like that, just like I love Labatt Blue Lights. I'm going to have a couple tonight, actually, because going to an event with my wife. If you want to take things to the next level, maybe it's while you're watching the NBA Finals or Stanley Cup Final, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friend. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Greg, let's keep it moving to the Cleveland Browns because they are very interesting. Deshaun Watson did not play real well, Greg. No. I didn't think at the end of the year last year. They traded and signed him to be a top five player at the quarterback position, which I think most people would agree he probably was in 2020. I mean, he had an awesome 2020. I remember you and I talking about it a lot. Is there any way to guess or know or how to feel about how Watson will play this year, or whether or not he can get back to that point? I would think he probably would be much closer to that than what he was last year. I mean, he's a talented player. You're 100% right. I mean, prior to what happened, um, uh, he was 
in that discussion as a top five, top six, top seven NFL quarterback. Um, you would think he'd be closer to that. You know, offensively, they're going to have a really strong run game. Nick Chubb is still there. Uh, their backup now is is Jerome Ford, who I think will be a good backup, a, a draft pick from a year ago out of the University of Cincinnati. <clears throat> um, they still have Cooper, had an excellent year. I think they're kind of counting on Donovan Peoples-Jones to sort of do more than he's done because he's got really good traits, size, speed. I love the draft pick of Cedric Tillman from Tennessee in the third round. I thought after watching his 2021 tape when he was totally healthy that he was a big-time receiver prospect, and then he was hurt most of 2022, and I think that resulted in him dropping to the third round. Um, but I think, and we know about their O-line, Ross, it's, it's one of the better ones in the league. This could be a very good offense. I'm going to make a bold prediction here, Greg. I think the Browns are going to sign DeAndre Hopkins. Do you really? I'll tell you why. They have cap space. I think Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, after the last couple of years, I think they realize they, they got to make it work this year. They got to make it work with Deshaun Watson. They got to get back to the playoffs. Otherwise, Jimmy Haslam's not known for being patient. A third straight losing season or non-playoff season, I don't know how well that would go over. And they have the cap space. Obviously, I'm sure Deshaun Watson wants him. I don't love their receipt. I mean, Peoples-Jones, to me, is more of a three than a, than a two. They have Amari Cooper. Um, I, I guess it depends, Greg, on what's important to DeAndre Hopkins. If he just wants to go to the team with the best chance of winning the Super Bowl, maybe he'd go to Kansas City or maybe he'd go to Buffalo. But I think they can convince him in Cleveland – that we got a shot to go really far, and they can pay them a decent amount more money than those other two teams. What do you think? Could be the case. I mean, obviously, other than Cooper, you don't have a receiver that you feel really comfortable with on a weekly basis. They did trade for Elijah Moore, another player I really like coming out of college. I don't know what happened with the Jets, but I think he has a chance to be a really good slot. But these are all unknowns as we speak today, Ross. So, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is not an unknown. No, he absolutely is not. What about on defense now that they have Jim Schwartz in there, Greg? Yeah, it's a little different. And I think that's why the Zadarius Smith uh, trade was really, really important because Jim Schwartz, for the most part, wants to rush four and play coverage behind it with a lot of different looks, disguises, late movement. Um, I remember in Philly, you saw a lot of inverted cover two, invert cover three, a lot of different looks on the back end. But the key to all that is the ability to rush four. And, you know, they have Miles Garrett, arguably the best defensive end in the league, rushing the quarterback. But Zadarius Smith was really, really important because you needed that bookend. Um, so, you know, I think that's the way he wants to play. Obviously, if you can't get to the quarterback with four, you have to then add another pass rusher because you have to impact the quarterback in this league. Um, but I think that's the way they want to play. Um, I thought that the signing of Juan Thornhill at safety from the Chiefs was a really good signing. He's a very, very solid player, and he plays on the back end. So I think the the, the mix of Thornhill as a, as a back end player and Delpit is kind of a, a box player who's pretty versatile as the other safety. I think they have a really nice safety tandem. Last but not least, let's get to the Pittsburgh Steelers 
who somehow still had a winning season last year. I, I'm really curious to see what their old line's like. You had Broderick Jones in the first round and Isaac Sayamalo. Those guys slated to play next to each other. I think that's pretty exciting if you're a Steelers fan because Sayamalo, I think, can help bring Broderick Jones along. And then you start to look at their skill, Najee Harris, Fryermuth, and they added Allen Robinson to Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Curious to see what he can bring to the table and what Pickett can do in year two. Yeah, and, and I would think that Kenny Pickett will improve meaningfully. Um, I think George Pickens is a big, big-time talent. We'll see how they choose to run their offense. Um, based on tape study, I did not think Broderick Jones would be ready to start year one, but I guess we'll find that out. Um uh, they certainly have him penciled in. I didn't necessarily think Dan Moore had, had played poorly at left tackle for them, but they obviously feel like they needed an upgrade or they would not have drafted Broderick Jones in the first round. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out. But I think their skill position players are pretty good. I'm curious to see what their offensive approach and philosophy is. Um, Najee Harris is is a big back with some power. Um, I don't know if he's truly that dominant feature foundation back. Um, We'll see how they, like I said, we'll see how they choose to run their offense Um, because they do have weapons on the outside and they have a pretty good tight end in Fryermuth. And they did draft Arnell Washington from Georgia uh, in the third round. And we'll see if he's ready to play meaningful snaps as a rookie. Biggest changes on defense, Greg, are the off-the-ball backers, Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts, yeah. as well as the corners, Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. I think Patrick Peterson might be old enough to be Joey Porter Jr.'s dad. It's unbelievable. Um, your thoughts on those changes? Yeah, the off-the-ball linebackers are interesting because this is a team that essentially, whether you want to call it a 3-4 or a 5-2, that's their base defense. So those two stack backers will be Holcomb, who was a nice player for the commanders. I mean, he's he's one of those guys people don't talk about a lot, but a very consistent week-in, week-out player. Um, you know, Roberts has always been a base defense linebacker. He was good at that in New England. He was good at that in Miami. Um, he doesn't you don't want him playing in your sub, but he won't. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. And I'm very curious to see on defense what their mix of man versus zone is. Um, you know, I don't know if Patrick Peterson at this point in his career can line up and play heavy man coverage at this point in his career. So I'm very curious to see how they choose to play on the back end in those critical situations. Check him out on social media at Greg Cosell. Fantastic stuff as always, Greg. We'll wrap up the AFC with the AFC West next week. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Greg. Just like I appreciate, I'm appreciating Max these days, Jack. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of into some of their comedies. Like they got Curb Your Enthusiasm, South Park, uh, but you watch a lot more TV than I do. What are you into? Yeah, so obviously Succession literally ended last week. I've been watching that. That's been great. Talking about that pretty much half of DraftKings over Twitter. Uh, winning Time, which is like about the Showtime Lakers. Season oh, I want to see that. I saw parts of that, ep, but I want to see the whole thing. That's a good show. And then The Last of Us was another really good one that I was watching. What is Last of Us about? So it's based on a video game. It's kind of like... They don't. They, they're zombies, but they don't call them zombies. It's just a zombie apocalypse game. It's got a uh, Pedro Pascal in it. It's very good. Oh right, because a lot of people have been talking about that guy. Interesting. 
Well, I'm definitely going to check out Succession at some point because everybody's been talking about it so much. Presented by Max, my first pick for winning entertainment. Max has HBO, hit series and movies, plus favorites from the DC Universe, Discovery, and more. Max, the one to watch. Subscription required. Visit Max.com. Tuck Stakes. And we'll start with the Broncos. are signing kicker Elliot Fry. Interesting, just in the sense that they moved on from McManus. You think they're going to have some close games this year, and Sean Payton is going with sort of an unknown at kicker. I'm a little surprised by that. The Saints are bringing in another tight end, signing Jesse James. Yeah, that that's, that is interesting now that Foster Moreau is supposedly going to be healthy and be able to be there. So, But maybe they feel like they need Jesse as the third guy, or maybe they feel like they need to bring another guy in just in case something happens with Foster Moreau's health. And the last thing we got is some favorable health reports are out there on Brees Hall, the Jets running back, and Brock Purdy, 49ers quarterback. You know, here's my question, Jack. How often this time of year do we hear unfavorable health reports? Doesn't seem like very often, right? I I mean, it seems like the reports are almost always positive this time of year. Talk to me in August or September, and we'll see where those guys are at. Let's give out some winners this week, Jack. I love doing it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Yeah, we love the people that help us spread the word about the show or help out the show in any way. How about Tiffany Page? She quote tweeted at Ross Tucker Pod this week. Love it, Tiffany. Hit me up with an email. Ross at RossTucker.com. Let me know what you want. I got all kinds of awesome signed press passes from this past season that I can send you. Signed picture, signed card, whatever. How about our guy Demarcus? I think it's Zaroth or Zaroth. Took a picture of a case of Labatt Blue Light that he bought and had at his house. I love it. That counts, Demarcus. That counts as a sponsor confirmation email winner. Let me know what you want. And then the YouTube shout out. This is back-to-back weeks where we have a William. This week it's William Fitzpatrick. Congratulations, William. Let me know who you want the cameo style video for. Love doing a video on my phone and then emailing it to you. Other than that, please check out the other shows. I thought Fantasy Feast podcast talking about the new play callers around the league yesterday was really interesting and the impact that those guys have. Even Money College Draft, always great. Have a terrific weekend. We will be back with you guys bright and early on Monday morning. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. And while you're subscribing to those other shows, make sure you also go to MyFrontPageStory.com and get by far the best anniversary or Father's Day gift of all time. It's not even close. You can also, if you're in central Pennsylvania, go to Pizza Boy Brewing, although they have beers available in Jersey, all over Pennsylvania. Pizza Boy Brewing, delicious. Sportaculture, humanheadnyc.com, steakhousesports.com, go-bangles.com, evergreen economics, backofficescheduler.com. What a great week.